0: the the
1: the this podcast is brought to you by weed maps <laughs> for free weed today go to weed maps guaranteed just kidding not a guarantee if you do that you're a fucking idiot <laughs> get
0: installed Weed maps.
1: Weed maps. We can get hit you high bum.
0: (laughs) Weed Maps is the top marijuana dispensary finder on the planet. We have the most (laughs) marijuana dispensaries, doctors, and deliveries in one place with up to date information on menu items, product and reviews. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Please pay us.
1: <laughs> Please pay us some money so we can find you your marijuana. Sir. <laughs> Transhumanism, what is it? Why is it important? It's not. End of podcast. <laughs> <It is> Satan
0: <laughs> in the name of Lucifer. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: so where 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 do you want to start this? I don't know. With the political party?
1: Let's do it. Okay. So, so, what up Zoltan?
0: Zoltan Eastman is the creator of the Transhumanism Political Party which is actually touring right now. He's going to speeches um, talking about his, his policies. Um, he says it's a, a promise to his community of techno-optimists. That he'll do everything he can to use his campaign as a way to speed the arrival of quote robotic hearts, brain implants, artificial limbs, exoskeleton suits, and indefinite lifespans. <laughs>
1: We're
0: gonna live to be immortals.
1: Fuck yeah! <laughs> he looks. I mean,
0: he looks he's, like he's a broad-shouldered white dude. <laughs> he looks like a presidential candidate.
1: Well, yeah, but at, at the same time, he's like he's young and fresh-faced. Like he doesn't look like an old fuck who's been
0: well-traveled, well-read.
1: Yeah. Very interesting who Who is Zoltan Esteban? Oh, imagine that. His uh, his campaign website's not total shit. <laughs> look at that. He has professional websites. <laughs> you ever looked at... Um, actually looked at Obamacare's website? The Medicare yeah. website? It is fucking trash. Or at least it used to be. It's okay now. But whenever I tried to look at it back in, you know... I think it was 2007, 2008 when it was being introduced. Yeah. You know, it was just nonsense. Like... I swear they hired a bunch of monkeys to code this thing. <laughs> the, the monkeys would have done better, to be honest, but uh, it's it's okay now because, all right, it's okay ever,
0: now. <laughs> I know a little bit off topic, but have you ever heard of the infinite monkey cage theory? Uh huh. Where it's like if you put, if you have an infinite number of monkeys, then eventually they will be able to type out the entire works of Shakespeare. Are you I mean, serious? They could, they could type out anything, of course. It's infinite. It's oh, infinite well, yeah, it's infinite. There's, it's like, woo. There's, there's
1: unlimited there's, possibilities. Yeah,
0: through the concept of infinity, like you put enough monkeys down, and mm-hmm. eventually they will write out the entire works of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, of shit-throwing will probably be like <laughs> done in the middle of all that writing. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, let's be honest. Shakespeare probably threw some shit at the same time. I mean, he was... Uh, was a transsexual interesting male in the victorian in victorian era england mm-hmm. well not victorian more like bubonic plague era england but whatever that actually brings up a um, brings up something that i found the other day have you ever heard of the library of babel no uh, the library of babel is a website that was made by i do not know who that contains every single possible combination of text that has ever existed or will ever, exist. Mean,
0: will ever
1: exist I mean if you or the way that you interact with this is you search for certain terms of any combination or any length it can be nonsense it could be absolute it could be absolutely nothing yeah. or it could be an actual sentence for example I wrote a sentence just about going into the kitchen and making a sandwich using my name in mm. San Marcos Texas and it found it it exists on this website and I actually contribute, or I actually linked this kind of to transhumanism, just because this is a, a representation of the fact that we can transcend the limits of actually having to write things. Because this is this website's made possible through a complex algorithm, and it's a little bit limited. It, you can only use lowercase web uh, letters, commas, and periods. Mm-hmm. But that's just because those are the only things you truly need to make language. If you want to make language, you only need those things to show where sentence breaks are and where new sentences are formed. Everything else, every other form of punctuation, such as commas and exclamation points, are not necessary to sentence structure. You can actually read them and they can be tangible without them. Whereas without commas and periods, you cannot.
0: Yeah, they're just like breaks for us. Mm-hmm. So that we can see.
1: Yeah, because if you if you ended a question with a period, you know it would be grammatically incorrect. But you could read it and still interpret that it's a question without the question mark. So, for example, you you it has a a search parameter of three thousand two hundred characters of anything. Yeah. So I can just look up Granger Williams, the skater. Oh yeah, only lowercase. Sorry, the uh, skater is a badass you search for it it will come up with several different um different parameters where one is random and one is ex- is exact um it takes a little bit to interact with because like i said every single thing that is possible to exist already does so it has to search the entire thing so right here is an exact match words with nothing this is one page that exists in the website or that exists in the encyclopedia as just that that's the only article but over here is a list of of just a couple but infinite articles that contain that exact sentence. So this right here, it's a complete it's complete nonsense. But in but because it's an, it's full of infinite possibilities, yeah, the sentence exists crazy somewhere crazy. in there. That's crazy. And so technically, somewhere in this encyclopedia is total recall. Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah, right. autobiography. It's in there somewhere, you know, or there's the entire manuscript for the transhumanist um, parties, uh, our party's campaign trail for Zoltan for Istvan, Somewhere in here, it exists. And so to me, what this represents is... I link- chaos. I always linked this...
0: It chaos. It's chaos! We
1: are all going to die. It, what it represents to me is, is a, ph- it's a philosophy that's been adopted by many mathematicians and that many transhumanists actually do support. What they... Or uh, is the thought that there is an equation to uh, that, uh, that there's an equation that exists that solves life there's an equation for our universe for our life what that actually entails many people including myself do not know but there is theoretically an equation that exists somewhere in the universe that could literally solve everything and so to me the algorithm that this person wrote to make this possible this incredible feat possible is just crazy because I could literally look up anything. Like, look, I could copy this paragraph from Zoltan Istvan's "Who is this guy and why he should be the president?" and paste it into the search parameters. Let's do that right now. It's gonna make it all lowercase. I hope. Otherwise, yep, there we go. Let's search for that shit. Let's see what we, see what happens. Exact match, right there. See. That's
0: no, just like randomly.
1: The- mhm. And granted, here, let's take out the actual 20... Okay, it did it for us. Because it can't search for numbers either. But right there, in a random book, exact match. It exists in this encyclopedia.
0: So this is just, uh, like just an infinite series of letters and
1: numbers yeah, and here, on one website. It's an infinite series of letters and numbers that can be comp- combined into any possible thing. Here, let's try this. We're on my Facebook feed right now, for those of you who can't see it, which is all of you. <laughs> um <laughs> This post from our very good friend, Vicky Usrey, uh, Shout out, girl, if you're listening to our podcast. Uh, she's awesome. I do not know what it says, and I will not just claim what it says. But we're just going to copy and paste one of her posts on Facebook that we just randomly saw because it was the first one that was on there. And boom, right there, it fucking exists. Look at that.
0: So, so what, what do you think we should take?
1: I think that this I think that this gives evidence to the fact that everything in our universe can be decided or explained through mathematics. I think because the fact that you can actually put together every piece of text that could possibly exist using one equation is insane to me. Just because yeah, that's it's, it's just an insane idea to me. It's pretty out there. Yeah, whenever I was researching the transhumanist topic, this is one of the things that I ran across and it was just it's really it was insane if y'all want to check it out it's at uh, libraryofbabel.info. look it up It is whenever you look it up on google just so you know there's going to be like three or four choices beforehand that are just articles describing it but the one that you want is libraryofbabel.info. it is not profit there's no ads or anything it's literally just a white uh, white page with black text and it might take a little bit to load depending on your computer's strength which mine's pretty good, it takes a bit, so just give give it time. Look up whatever you want, play with it, it is fucking fun. So, on to the first topic. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, I guess we could talk about this. Yeah, I went to lifeboat.com, mm-hmm. um, found a list of the his what he thinks are the top ten transhumanist technologies. Uh huh. So we have I'm just gonna go through the list real quick. Cryonics, right? Virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, gene therapy and RNA interference, space colonization, cybernetics, autonomous self-replicating robotics, which that, that, would, that actually took me as my surprise. I will get into that. Yeah, you really
1: are bad. terminated.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, molecular manufacturing, megascale engineering, mind uploading, and arg- uh, AGI, the artificial okay. general intelligence, which of course is the most popular, the one that's going to fight back against us.
1: See what's destroy us all. what's crazy about that list is that uh, many of the ideas in it are ideas that would have never been talked about in a serious note like we're about to do, or like people are like Sol- like Sultan Eastovan are doing, yeah. because they were they were always science fiction, and no one ever thought that they could ever be anything but that.
0: Well, yeah. What what thing Sultan wants to do is speed up the process, mm-hmm. uh, in in trying to obtain these technologies. Right. Uh, and. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip over to the gene therapy and RNA inter- interference because I feel like this is sort of the the centerpiece for what um, Zoltan human transhuman, uh, transhumanism is trying to accomplish, which is you know essentially immortality. But I prefer the word uh, indefinite lifespan, Right. where we can kind of well, what's what's the word here? Um, this is Aubrey de Gores quote: uh, trying to achieve uh, longevity, escape. Velocity. So mm-hmm. we 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 would pass over some sort of paradigm, some sort of arch, where instead of cells deteriorating, kind of dragging us towards death, we can eliminate that process, and instead, kind of recycle these cells so that we can, you know, live indefinitely. Through we don't have to worry about. Um, let's see uh, the so gene therapy. Is, would be replacing bad genes with good genes. RNA interference is selectively knocking out gene expression. Right. Um,
1: so, so, knock, so knocking out certain genes that are not favorable such as if a person genetically inherits asthma, we can knock that one out.
0: Yes, and genes or uh, uh, cells after a certain point, they'll, they'll stop replicating. They lose the ability to divide and they'll start, uh, they, they don't die. And so they they just sit there as this you know this deteriorated shell of what it used to be, and it's just it's emitting these really bad proteins for the body. And so you know um, scientists have already been able to uh, uh, create with with rats using using mice uh, experiments, they've been able to eliminate. Let's see. They uh, were able to eliminate Luke Gehrig's disease mm-hmm. in mice, which is interesting, and also which uh, that's keep a, them. They're able to stay slim despite uh, junk food intake.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, why do they do that? Did they just increase the basal metabolic rate? Because well, yeah, that, that, that that would, that would be that. that would be in my mind a, a hard one to do. Because for those of you who are listening who don't know, I do uh, I do study nutrition at Texas State University um, and and one of the things that we study is called the basal metabolic rate which is de- which is determined by genetics it's one of the few things in our in our anatomy that's actually determined cannot be changed uh, thanks to genetics as far as our physicality goes uh, and it's largely based off of how lar- how uh, how big we are uh, because obesity is not genetic i don't care what anyone says big boned is not a thing you will get big bones through strenuous activity because of the constant pressure on them things like that, but your frame size is genetically determined which, you know, that's how tall you are and how or, and what type of build you'll have, because there's three basic ones, but I won't really go into that but I know that changing the basal metabolic rate would must be insanely hard, so the fact that they're able to actually do that in mice is incredible because that's just, that's one thing that genetics is always predetermined that we've never been able to fight
0: yeah so uh, I'm gonna get into Aubrey de Grey a little bit. Um, okay. So he see he went to Cambridge, got a bachelor's associates in computer science, mm-hmm. which kind of de- I was surprised by that because that doesn't really give way to what his um, actual career is. But he let's see he runs the strategies for engineered negli- negligible senescence. Mm-hmm. And well, up, i will look he, up the definition for senescence. right?
1: Um. Okay, and then he, he actually does have a PhD in biology, which is insane. Yes, he got that,
0: that he got that because he married um, a geneticist, mm-hmm. who yeah introduced him to the intersection between biology and programming, and so I guess that's kind of where his computer science bachelor's comes in because he was able to. Uh, he's now researching how to uh, program our biology essentially so that it doesn't does not deteriorate in the
1: way that it is. Senescence. Oh, it's a city. Yeah, that's <laughs> a city. Uh, is there a certain way C- to. Yeah,
0: uh, let's see. Uh, we'll S E N.
1: S E N. C E N C E. Senescence. Senescence.
0: Okay, the condition or process of deterioration with age, mm-hmm. loss of cells, power of division.
1: Yeah, and like you said before, that comes from them just aging because our cells will replace themselves over the course of our lives naturally just so that they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they can only do that so much before breaking down to the point that they can no longer go, which is what causes the aging process. They start literally deteriorating, which makes our quality of life you know, get bad. And in my opinion, if we could at least stop that, and maintain the lifespan that we have now I feel like that would be a worthwhile adventure Even if we're not living to be a thousand years old I feel like if I could If I could have a great quality of life Like the one that I had Have now in my twenties For my entire life mm-hmm. Yeah, have and the then wisdom s- of
0: a 90 year old mm-hmm. And the, the athleticism of a 20 year old Yeah, know, if we could, if if we could do A future to look forward to mm-hmm. With that knowledge in your Because I feel like most people who live past the age of 70 or 80 like they have Mm a vast amount of wisdom that would be very useful if they could just if if they were to just have the physical capability Mm -hmm. to be able to continue working and producing a better future for themselves or the world around
1: them. let's draw one example one famous example from stephen hawking dude is i think 75 now i'll look that up but he is he's bound to a wheelchair by Lou Gehrig's disease mm. you know he cannot function on his own and he had to have surgery on his vocal cords which completely eliminated his ability to communicate which is why you know well he sounds like this now you know but he he's a genius and if imagine yeah, what mean, he that, that, Im- that, that's
0: interesting that you bring him up because mm-hmm. that would give into one of the uh, transhumanist technologies which is mind uploading I mean, Seventy-three years old. Seventy-three years old. Yeah, essentially, what he did—I mean, he—he he speaks and thinks through this computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, he's still this genius, but it's like we—we we could potentially fully upload his mind, replicate his thought processes, so that he can continue to live through a, a much more, I guess, open mm-hmm. source. Because I mean, his body is just deteriorating; it's becoming. And more
1: worthless and with him he could actually be a uh, he could actually be an example of the or he actually he could actually be an example of one of the pillars of transhumanism which is uh, the cyber cyberbotics is that how you pronounce it Or yeah cybernetics i'm sorry um because technically he is kind of a cyborg because he completely relies on a chair he completely yeah compl- he's, he's absolutely
0: I mean, the picture of this guy. We're looking at the the list right now. This guy, all all he has is um, hearing implants. Yeah. And he was deaf his whole life, but he has these hearing mm-hmm. implants, and now I can hear perfectly. I mean, he's a cyborg. Yeah. People co- with prosthetic legs—they're they're cyborgs. We're living in the age of cyborgs. And
1: yeah.
0: It, you know, it's just about. It's the just much more advanced it becomes. When yeah. When you start replacing hearts, and I mean, it's 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 evolution essentially. I mean, transhumanism is just using technology to advance our
1: own evolution,
0: yeah. Our, our ability to achieve whatever we want to achieve and become more aware of the universe. And I mean, you know, clothes or technology, fire, uh, being able to make a fire that's technology, mm-hmm. uh, 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 yeah. A wooden, even, a, wooden, a, wooden uh, a hammer I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. transhumanist technologies that gives us the ability to, yeah. Other things we weren't it, able to do before.
1: Have you ever seen, um, I forgot what the year is on it, I think it's 2001. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey You ever seen that movie? Uh,
0: yeah I, try, I, I really want to watch that again I tried sitting mm-hmm. down and watching it a few years ago But it's just I wasn't able
1: to get into it Yeah, The rest of the movie is not important to what I'm about to say uh, Not to say that's not important It's a good movie But at the very beginning it has a, a depiction Of a very early human ancestor And you know it has that music yeah, okay. the, Da that Da yeah. And all he does is pick up a bone from a dead animal And he starts using it to beat on something yeah. And with that he created technology. Yeah, you know that's just a re- that's just a representation of yeah, one yeah, example, right there, but <laughs> step
0: forward for, yeah, for humanity.
1: yeah. Oh my God, I can I can use this thing, whatever this thing is called. I'm gonna call it a bone and use it as a tool to be <laughs> more efficient at killing things. You know, just and that can be applied to everything. I mean, look at what we're doing now. We're on a computer with access to every piece of human information that's yeah, ever that's been disclosed.
0: It's the slow Process of of evolution, which just leads to drastically more complex things. You know, mm-hmm. the ape using the bone. You know, for for the apes around him, probably didn't seem that important or that meaningful. But they would start, they would start behaving like him. They would also start using that. And the next thing you know, we have a, a series of apes uh-huh. you know, banding together to to use these weapons that they created. And mm-hmm. so they they transhumanize themselves essentially.
1: Yeah, because the. Uh, the term transhumanism i feel like is getting a lot of flack for the uh, or for the because of the uh, the fact that the it's applied to technology now which a lot of people are really skeptical of technology but we have to keep in mind that back then that was the, that was technology other apes that did not the, did not know that they could use tools that way mm-hmm. saw those apes and were scared as shit because they yeah, realized right. that it's going to make headway
0: throughout history, I mean, uh, especially religious groups have, have liked to put down technology as being a, somehow a, a product of, of Satan. You know, it's trying to bring mm-hmm. us into, turn us into godless godless um,
1: heathens. Non, yeah, heathens,
0: <laughs> I guess, but it's like trying to strip away our humanity, but really technology makes us ever more human. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even if we transition into some sort of new life form, like with, with our, our Information technologies and in mm-hmm. computers. If we somehow download our cognitive abilities into um, a computer, a computer, then I mean that that would just be the evolutionary step forward. Mm-hmm. I mean there there are a lot of constraints to having a, a, a body, you know, to having this. I mean, there's a lot of great things about it. There's a lot of, I guess, like nonsense to life, like, like, um, like I don't know, like like eating eating junk food or Mm -hmm. um you know having sex you know these are these are um these are what am I trying to say here um it's like these are enjoyable things but it's like we could actually eventually evolve past the need to
1: do that Mm -hmm. the need to sleep and uh (laughs) everyone who's listening, how dare you say we'll never need sex? <laughs> you. No, I'd
0: see. I love sex. <laughs> I mean, it might be uh, the, the course of, of evolution that eventually that would become obsolete. Mm-hmm. We might turn into some some abiotic creature that, that doesn't have a gender. You know? Yep. And that that's for the, the generations of the future to to deal with. You know, I, I really don't want that right now.
1: But yeah. And, uh, sorry, I think that that's especially going to become uh, prevalent whenever we start um, colonizing space Which is another one of the pillars of transhumanism Because once we get off world Which we have to We cannot physically survive At the rate that our population is growing Without colonizing somewhere else Because we are physically running out of space On the planet And out of uh, the ability to produce resources Which we won't actually run out For a long, long time It's going to take many more billions of people To do, actually do that But once we get off the way I want to link it to what you were talking about is that when we get off the uh, off planet, different societies are going to form, mm. different gene pools are going to come together, and it's going to be another case of what it was back whenever our ancestors were first evolving. They're going to have a specific group that is in a different environment of stimuli, which is going to make them evolve differently. And so at what point do they stop being homo sapien and become something entirely different? Because that's what happened to uh, the Neanderthals and the uh, Homo sapiens—they evolved in different places, which caused them to become two completely different species.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were the, the, the Homo sapiens were like the transhumans of of that time. They mm-hmm. were the ones who had, had had new and different cognitive processes, which allowed them to achieve um, their their line of of heredity. Mm-hmm. They, they were able to continue living, while the Neanderthals just fell off the map.
1: Or that were murdered. What,
0: <laughs> yeah, that might be what happens to us because we are creating this this new life form, you know, with 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 AI, and it it, it itself might become aware and take what it learns from us, and then eventually we fall off, the mm-hmm. map and this new life form um, grows and
1: evolves. And one way I us. think, one way I think that we could possibly avoid that. Uh, Because what happened with the Neanderthals and the Homo sapiens Was like you said, they just fell off the map But also Homo sapiens were scared shitless When they saw the Neanderthals Because they were different and they killed them Because they had a higher cognitive function But I feel like with the uh, With extended lifespans With indefinite life We'll be able to transcend that Because one, we'll be able to live for long enough To actually colonize space And two, whenever we start encountering each other and uh, because not we're not we're not going to lose touch with each other. If that ever happened while we we're colonizing space, the entire thing would be scrapped. But the or if we have indefinite life, we'll be able to have those past generations, which were there during during the creation of these ideas and the ability to actually colonize these places. And so with that knowledge, we'll be. I feel like we'll be able to act, to actually handle. Um, the, the fact that we're going to become different from each other because we actually have people who remember times when we were the same. They'll have people who have gone through the process of all of this before whereas our ancestors yeah, did to, not. We
0: don't have to worry about the, the, uh, the weight of you know inevitable demise that seems to be looming ahead of us because we're living longer than ever. We could potentially live to be 100 years old but we still understand like we're gonna hit this, we're gonna hit this point probably in our, you know, late twenties, early thirties, where we can still, you know, become stronger, We can still progress more, but physically, we're gonna start losing certain capabilities, mm-hmm. you know, because of because of the 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 falls that that we've taken in life. Where our certain joints are gonna become weaker and. It'll be harder for us to be mm-hmm. so consistently athletic and stay fast and
1: yeah because the oldest people on the planet i think they're between the ages of 110 and 120 years old and that, it's, yeah that's it's I mean, in that's, that, inc- that's,
0: that's a huge increase for me the last like 40
1: mm-hmm. 50 years and it's incredible that they live that long but if you look at them their entire quality of life is yeah, just so just, low they can't do anything without aid just because they are so elderly they've yeah, aged to they such a degree so but at the same time they represent the fact or they represent what you just said is that we can live for longer than ever before which is incredible mm-hmm. because that would have been un- unheard of I mean let's just, just draw from an American example Benjamin Franklin was I think 87 years old at the time of the the creating of um, of the the U.S. Constitution, and at the time that was old as shit. He was
0: eighty-seven.
1: He was old whenever that happened. I'll look that up. But he was uh, he was so elderly that whenever he addressed them during the constant during the uh, the meeting of the representatives who created the Constitution, he was so elderly that he didn't have to stand up to make his speech which was required of people when they were speaking but they knew who he was and they knew that he was elderly so they gave him the respect that he deserved to not have to do that uh, i'll look that up now but let's see a constitutional convention uh yeah it was so long may 25th uh to september 17th 1787 let's look up benjamin franklin He lived to seventeen ninety.
0: From
1: So he would have been eighty. Eighty four. years old when he died, wow. which was that, was that was that was six that years. Was hundreds of years mm-hmm. ago. Sorry, he would he that would have been six long. years before he would have been seventy eight years old. So yeah, not eighty, but 78, 78 years old, which then was so old. It was ex- it, it was an extremely long lifespan that he lived. Which, he was also a badass. He had so many ideas that we don't even study anymore because of heroification of, our, of the people in our society. Plus, he had a mistress for his entire life, so... Well, good for him. <laughs> He's getting it on. As soon as he passed away, she requested to be buried next to him whenever she died, but his widow wouldn't allow it. <laughs> I, want
0: to, uh, I want to hop on to the autonomous self-replicating robotics. Cause that was, I, was, I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking about space colonization, because... With space colonization, yeah, eventually we would need to we would need to start doing that because this planet can only hold so much. But the but what's interesting with autonomous self-replicating robots is that we could use them to to transfer certain resources because with let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to a study here for a minute. NASA, which is a study that NASA proposed, and of course we would have the money to do this, but NASA is so drastically underfunded that Mm -hmm. they might be able to do this anytime soon. But they would want to send a 100 ton package to the moon, which would have this self-replicating technology, uh, this ability to uh, produce resources and the structures that it's trying to achieve um, without, you know, human interference it can just kind of do it by itself and this this package would keep replicating until it would start developing uh, electric carts uh, these robotic minders a solar canopy canopy to keep it powered and then uh, approximately it'd be like 10 years and over a hundred thousand tons of lunar factory would be uh, produced autonomously and then we could hijack that and then start colonizing it and uh, Do you we could also <laughs> apply this, you know, here on Earth. We could put it in the desert and then start use it uh, as it started self replicating. It would bring in water from the ocean and puritize uh, uh, it, and then allow dude, that's for, incredible. Yeah, allow for colonization in these really uninhabitable places, mm-hmm. and then uh, at the same time, it could also bring in sand from the desert to the ocean mm-hmm. and then start producing a, a flat. Um, Area for humans to colonize on on top of the ocean. That's cool. So we, I mean, there's so much space on this earth. Like we are overpopulated, but but, but only relative to what our technology mm-hmm. is capable of. If and we advance our technology to be able to utilize resources uh, at a much and, um, and we're, overpop-
1: lower we're, rate. we're overpop we're we're over we're overpopulated on the one third of our planet that has land the other like two start, thirds start are,
0: producing more areas for humans to live on and
1: then. which you know we already have a brand new island in the middle of the pacific which is made of trash but if we could get rid of that and heard then about that. have you ever have you heard of the about? I think I talked to you about this before but have you heard about the guy who uh, he's a 20 year old kid and he has a way of cleaning up the oceans oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's so cheap the way the way he's proposing, I'm trying to look him up right now. Uh cleaning the oceans. A lot of this years, stuff yeah. is, is relatively cheap. It's just yeah. the money is not
0: being used
1: properly. Yeah, it's called the ocean cleanup. Um I'm gonna look up who the who the person actually is that he that is proposing this. But it's simple. All he proposes is these buoys. See uh, see how they just run along? And they uh they have nets that go down, I think it's two meters under the water or something like that. Um and they hang down underneath, which is not deep enough in the ocean to actually affect animal life, which was a big concern. Yeah. But they did studies, and they do not go above that in the middle of the ocean. And what they do is they place these buoys and these this netting system so it in. All the trash? Yeah, they put them in the way of the currents because the island in the middle of the Pacific that's made of trash is constantly shifting due to the currents, so it's just going around and around. They put them. In the way of the currents And so the ocean essentially cleans itself And it's um, These things do not require Hardly any energy And the only thing that would um, or The only thing that would Require energy are the hubs Which actually co- which actually Extracts the concentrated plastic And I think one is placed so Every Every five or six miles Or something like that Which would be you know like every 10 kilometers or so and the uh, and they are uh, self-powering because they would have, what he proposes is solar panels on the top with a generator inside of them that just holds the energy so it's completely self-sufficient which this is insanely cheap and and significantly faster than actually going and um, which is significantly faster than or than going and cleaning it up individually with boats yeah and so incredible. the fact that we have this large mass already shows that we can actually do what you said and create new bodies of water without it affecting ocean currents. Mm. We would just have to do it with natural resources so it doesn't upset the natural way of things. Because if you look at this, each one of those is a plastic bottle. Wow. That is one plastic bottle. Oh, okay. and yeah, I
0: didn't notice that. I didn't realize it. Yeah.
1: We at... wow. On the other side is the clean ocean <laughs> that no longer has trash floating in it. But this is... The, you how, know, long, how long do
0: you think that was sitting there for
1: that to collect? Uh, this is just coming from the island. If you look at actual. Oh yeah, yeah. But how, how
0: long do you think it took? From
1: oh, this is just long? a this is a day or two. Oh
0: my god. This
1: is a day or two, dude. <sighs> yeah, and the uh, and you know it's not all plastic bottles. There's other trash mixed in there, but the biggest thing is plastic. And so what he what he proposes to do with all of it is he has act, he has actually assisted in the development of ways to convert plastic into petroleum for us to use as fuel. So we would take all of this trash that we're collecting and put it into the economy by way of making it fuel. Yeah, There's so many
0: resources on this planet. A lot of this waste that we produce which could, with future technologies, or even technologies we have now, turn it back mm -hmm. into useful Of energy rather than plastic. Mm
1: -hmm. And to put it into perspective for you, this this island of trash is the size of Texas, our home state, Texas. And to put that in perspective for you, Texas is almost the size of Europe. You're not including the UK. Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture. But if you lay that on top of Europe, as far as landmass goes, it's almost as big as the whole continent alone. Texas is one of the biggest singular. Just States just state like on as the functional like like
0: like terrorist attack. Let's just take all the trash. And just the the th- tra-
1: <laughs> dump it on your <laughs> oh <my> God Our <laughs> 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 trash will blot out the sun. <laughs> 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 then we will fight in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh but if y'all wanna you wanna check that out, the what we the website we're looking at is called theOceanCleanup dot It is an incredible project that I believe needs to come into f- fruition fruition I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce that word. But um but it is such a feasible oh, so idea and they are gaining such beautiful. headway. We need to make this happen because this is the absolute best and cheapest way that anyone has proposed. And this is only what we're seeing so is So
0: that video is that actually
1: happened. Yes, this is actually happening. This is going on right now. But but this is only like one twentieth of what they actually want to do. Yeah. I they mean, no, they want they it to span. They want it to span a huge, much bigger portion than this. And so they need funding now. And <laughs> but they they just granted this is the cheapest way. They don't need that much. I mean, I mean if Bill Gate yeah. if, if Bill Gates contributed as much as he does to AIDS research, um, to this or if he contributed as much money as he does to AIDS research to this project it could be funded we just need you know the people who have access to wealth to do this because all of that right there that you're seeing is garbage that we have created and it gets dumped there and we can actually gather this and use this to better ourselves and save the world that we freaking depend on to live but once again Go to theoceancleanup.com, guys. It's a great website. Uh, you will be shocked at what you will at what you will see, uh, just in the beginning animation. But it has ways of looking up the project, looking uh, or ways of making donations. That's definitely a a charitable way of doing it, or something very worthy of your money. You know, if you want to contribute, you definitely should. Um, I plan on doing it as I start to get more income once I'm not a college student anymore. But hopefully, this will already be going on because. The rate at which he thinks he can clean it up is with, is in five years if he actually gets the full funding that he needs, and that's so that's really in, it's freaking incredible. Y'all should, believe in him. y'all should definitely go check it out. Support oh, him. Twenty oh. years old, twenty one now. I think he just turned twenty one. So yeah, if, yeah, that's him right there. Well, it's not a TED talk, but it's oh, a, it's it's a, a, the it's a style of it. Yeah, if you watch this, I did I did watch this a few months ago. It's. Uh, it's incredible. It's at the bottom of their homepage is his proposal, but he is, he has the best way of doing this that I've seen so far, and he needs everyone's support. So I definitely encourage you to go rally behind that. You know, he, he hasn't contacted us or anything like that. This is just my opinion, but definitely a worthwhile uh, venture. So go and check it out.
0: Yeah, this is the very theme of transient conversations. We begin talking about transhumanism, and then it turns into this whole yep. <laughs> agent of ocean cleanup, which is great. That's wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm and so just something some projects like that that could actually clean it up and give us even more space to help us out and do what you said you know that just doing something small like that i mean for the love of god the 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 energy that we get from this trash cleanup could help us build an entire fucking island in the middle of the pacific ocean because how big is the pacific ocean it's fucking huge people never realize that because of the way maps are divided if you look at a map like this which is the typical one that you see you don't actually see the full expanse of the Pacific Ocean but if you want to actually look at it go to like Google Earth or something like that which is what I'm about to go to and just scroll all the way uh, scroll all the way out and just look at the freaking Pacific Ocean here download Google Earth yeah whatever I'll look at the, We'll look at that in a bit but the uh, just look at how big the Pacific Ocean is because It'll blow your mind. You can fit every continent that exists on the planet right now in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and still have space to spare. You know? It's just, it's insane because we are, our conception, or we conceptualize the Earth as being this limited place, which it's it hard. is. But it, it is, but it isn't. But it isn't because we have access to a lot more resources that we're not utilizing, which is just absolutely ridiculous. So. Especially with,
0: this, one of the, this is one of the, um, yeah. Transhumanism uh, technologies, which is molecular manufacturing, and it would let's see. And
1: yeah, that, that could also uh, be applied to mega-scale engineering yeah, if you.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that would that those things go hand in hand because with the molecular manufacturing, you're essentially um, creating um, larger scale objects with um, atomic
1: precision. Yeah, look at look look at this. I have sorry, we just finished downloading Google Earth. Here's the United States. Here is Asia, in the middle of all of that, is the Pacific Ocean.
0: <laughs> this is like, oh, that's like like one half of the of the, like entire. It's like mm-hmm. one side of the planet you have all the continents; the other side it's just the
1: Pacific. Planet. And then you just have Hawaii. Yeah. Just, just chilling.
0: Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're so here. We to walk, come hang
1: out. Oh wow, It's trippy. Mm. Get zooming in. But, but yeah, that that uh, I I link to mega scale engineering in my mind just Wait, because to into Hawaii. Into Hawaii.
0: See, see
1: in backyard. Let's go to. Where do you want to go? You want to go to Honolulu? You want to go to L- Lanai Let's go to Honolulu. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Let's, let's just pick this. Okay, oh, that's God. a mount, That's a mountain range. Uh, let's go over here. Little city, or town, or whatever this is. Where are you, people? <laughs> Check out the license plate on this guy's car and find them. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot I could do that. <laughs> forgot that I had that feature set up. It shows me all my That's shit. Dope. Look at that. This this right here that we're looking at right now, Google Earth, is one example of transhumanism, for the <laughs> love of God. We are literally...
0: We just zoomed in from space. We are...
1: We're literally looking at the we entire are, planet. We
0: are gods.
1: We are god. How does it feel, Zach? We shall control. <laughs> you. S- <laughs> 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 we are not gods. We live. We we are born. We live. We die. No, we are gods. <laughs> we shall control Hawaii. <laughs> but but yeah, the just the idea that we could actually do that—that that we could ha- that we have the ability. To create mega scale, uh, techn- or mega scale projects like that, that could actually clean up this entire spans yeah. of ocean.
0: Yeah, the the mega scale projects that were mentioned from the uh, from the blogs that I was looking at, were like really they were more like like hypothetical, uh, like philosophical concepts, like the fucking the Dyson sphere. Really interesting. It's essentially like a like a, a type of a shell that could be put around the sun to use the entirety of the sun as an energy source. Holy shit. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that's, like, way far, out, like, hundreds of millions of years away at the at minimum. But, like, to be able to just drain the, the sun of its power, that seems like it could create, like, really interesting, um, uh, like, things going on, like, where we're, like, going from, from, from star to star, just, like, draining it, and, and that all of its energy to power like, super, super space ship
1: and that's the idea of um or that's the idea of celestial mining planet cracking you know going into places and actually that, that the the theme of um, uh, dead space, dead space. Mm-hmm. and like for soap. for example there's a planet that we know about that is twice the size of earth that's made of solid diamond in space, because the it's theorized that many of the existing diamonds on the planet came from asteroids, mm-hmm. but we know that they are also hyper condensed in volcanoes because they're just they're just carbon that's been super condensed, which is why coal can evolve into it because coal is just carbon, but it has to be super compressed to become you know the hardest substance on Earth. Yeah. But well,
0: that that's what's interesting about uh, molecular manufacturing. I mean, with with that type of technology, we could turn anything we wanted to into diamond. Yep. You know, because we're, we're altering the atomic structure of matter, and so we can just turn it into diamond. And then, I mean, it's already not very rare. I mean, the, the diamond industry jacks it up. Like, oh, yeah. Too high. Like, diamonds are pretty, pretty affluent on our planet.
1: Yeah, the biggest diamond mine... And,
0: like, with atomic structuring, we can just turn anything a diamond.
1: And I mean, the biggest diamond mine on the planet's in Russia. It's huge. It's fucking massive. Like, here, I'll look, I'll look up a picture of it. But it's... it's um. Let's see, biggest, you know, yeah, biggest oh. diamond, biggest dog. biggest dog in the world, <laughs> diamond mine, be Clifford. right there, that big hole right there is a diamond Soviet,
0: mine, Russia, diamond mine you,
1: diamond mine you. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at it, it's an abandoned diamond mine, if you just look up, if you just google or bing, yes, I think it's uh, use google or bing or yahoo search or (laughs) do you remember this or go mama.com do you remember that search engine it was a picture of a mom with like a like a frying pan but (laughs) if you look up a picture of the the biggest um, diamond mine in russia it's fucking massive it's Mm -hmm. like two kilometers in diameter and it's, or not two kilometers, it's like a kilometer in diameter or some shit like yeah. that. It's fucking huge. And there's still diamonds in there. It's just abandoned because it got so costly. Yeah. But they make out the, they make out diamonds to be these ultra rare things when in reality they actually, you know, yeah, yeah. they're pretty easy, to get. pretty easy to get. And with transhumanism, with the idea of molecular generator or molecular engineering. Yeah. Manufacturing, thank you. We uh, we could create them ourselves, and I don't even give a fuck. I mean, we already have ones that are similar. We have zirconium. You know, it's an artificial diamond. Yeah. we're already yeah, it's, close. It's
0: not. I mean, like diamonds is useful. It would be useful for like creating like armor or something like that. Like something that can't be broken. Like there, are, I think there would actually be very practical uses for diamond, especially if we're able to manufacture it with an atomic scale. Then we could turn like entire breastplates. Mm-hmm. Like a bullet Like a diamond Fucking vest So it's like More than just bulletproof I mean Like nothing will Fucking get through that <laughs> Minecraft
1: got it right <laughs> But uh, Cause no, nothing can shatter Break or scratch Diamond Except for other diamond <laughs> Diamond bullets Diamond bullets Anyone <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah the, the possibilities Are endless The world could Literally be anything We start <laughs> messing With the atomic Structures of things I mean we could
1: Imagine that. Imagine a world. Imagine a world where steel is obsolete. Like, like son, you brought brass and steel to a diamond fight. (laughs) Or
0: (laughs) something even stronger than diamond.
1: I mean, there's the hardest substance on Earth is actually found in a comet that we know exists, which is like the size of our moon, which is something like two or three times harder than diamond. And but it's just it's a metal that we can't access because the thing is traveling at at, like, 14,000 kilometers per second. That's incredible. Yeah. Did you know that comets, the tails, don't actually face away from its trajectory? It faces towards whatever star it's closest to? Oh, there's
0: gravity? Mm-hmm.
1: Gravity, Pretty cool.
0: Gravity is trippy. I remember when I, when I learned about how gravity works, it blew my
1: fucking mind. Yeah, and gra- like, gravity is such a weak force from Earth's perspective that if we were, go to, were to go to Jupiter, we would weigh significantly more. I yeah. think if you weigh... Like two hundred pounds, like I do, on um, on Earth you weigh like like fifteen hundred pounds or some shit on Jupiter. That's well, not exact, but I'm just making an estimation. You just get crushed. Yeah, and back to what you were talking about about actually going up to the uh, the moon and establishing a base there. Yeah. Um. You said it was what or how many a thousand tons or two thousand tons of material?
0: It'd be like we'd send like a thousand tons. Yeah. Up and for over 10 years with the autonomous self-replication, mm-hmm. it returned on like 100,000.
1: And the problem with that is according to NASA it costs 10,000 US dollars to send something into space or to send 1 pound of substance into space. So it and costs so 2 billion Ooh. with a B, which is why it uh, uh which is why people are so skeptical to do it because we have we still have this limiting well, it's
0: Better than throwing into the fucking defense budget.
1: Well, yes, I agree, but people still have such a restriction in their mind about money, this concept of wealth. You know, money doesn't fucking exist. It's just our idea of what it is. Yeah. But the fact is that it's part of our yeah, life. There's a and small
0: group of people that have more ones and zeros on their bank account than we do, and so they somehow have more fucking
1: power. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's a, it's a fact of our reality that money exists. But so... So if we actually wanted to do what a lot of people are proposing with the establishing a base on the moon to actually do what you were talking about it would cost 2 billion dollars so we need to convince the people who run the governments around the world to actually do that to actually fund 2 billion of our 2 billion US dollars or
0: I mean it's it's have people like uh, Elon Musk with this whole SpaceX initiative I mean he's really trying to get out there and you know colonize other planets
1: I mean, Stephen Hawking himself has stated that we are going to have to get off-planet eventually. And this is the man who proposed the black hole theory and then was man enough to admit that he was wrong whenever it was disproved. Yeah. You know? He... I just... I admire him so greatly because he... He accepts the fact that everything can be proven wrong, even his life's work. Yeah. Which Which is awesome.
0: like the entire universe is just
1: working against him Mm -hmm.
0: with, like, how, how... with Lou Gehrig's disease, mm-hmm. he became a, a very weak human being, but his mind is, you know, remained
1: the, one of the strongest ones uh, in our species currently. Real the quick, man <laughs> lived. real quick, back to what we were talking about last week about a giant fucking wall that Donald Trump wants us to build oh, while, yeah. we got, <laughs> like, while we got Google Earth up. Look at this border. Look at that. How are we going to build a wall across that entire thing? Fuck, he could, he fuck could. you, Great Wall of China. We have the Great Wall of Mexico. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, I, wanted
0: to, I wanted to bring this up, but I forgot. It was um, Col- uh, Amy Coulter, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, I'm afraid I do not.
0: I think that's her name, but she's she a very, very far right-leaning mm-hmm. conservative, and she's very much supports Donald Trump and she like envisioned this really fucked up scenario of the wall being built and then um it like there would be like weekly like live drone shows yeah (laughs) for people who were trying to cross the border so people would like (laughs) hang out at the wall and just like like, like it was a, this
1: great
0: event and there'd be drone shows You're like oh people are trying to cross the wall and they're getting
1: it's like some hungry this this week on Crossing Mexico <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are getting shot down as
0: they're trying to jump the fence. and she just like laughed and, and
1: it's like, like it was some light. can poor Jose finally make it to America to have a better life for his family <laughs> and then it's just Is just, it like just the, the, sponge, the sponge bob noise <laughs> my leg <laughs>
0: this like, long, drawn-out like like American Idol thing where they interview him beforehand. He's <laughs> like, oh, I, w- I need to uh, find a job in America for my family. <laughs> I have been my, trying to work for so many years. My it's m- not working, so here I go. I go to try to hop the wall. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like they're making like, them sound it's, like these... <laughs> it's fine the wall. Let's see how he does. It's just like the video from the drone, like him hopping <laughs> <out> the <wall. laughs> Oh, my leg! <laughs>
1: or like the, the screech from Star Wars. <laughs> that was the worst death scene. Was fucking Boba Fett. He uh <laughs> he's the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy, and he gets killed by accident by Han Solo, and falls into to be digested in a thing's stomach. Like what the fuck? But that's just that's so ridiculous because people are people have this this idea that somehow Americans are. Are more um, are are superior to people from Mexico, to superior superior to Mexicans, just because they're, you know, even if it comes from the fact that we are geographically above them, yeah. you know, or some shit like that. But just because they have problems with their government doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to help them. They're our neighbors, for God's sakes. And if they're we look human at beings. and if we look it's at good.
0: Like, this planet is one giant organism. Like, yeah. look at this right now. Like, it, I mean, it'd be like, I know of plenty of astronauts who I've heard have had, like, spiritual revelations mm-hmm. in space because you're staring at this one unit of life where, like, yeah, people have, like, we have our egos and we have our individualized, um, views of ourselves, like we're separate from everything else, but no, we're, we're all a part of one yeah. much greater organism, which is and, this fucking planet. And this is, this is one thing that we I, have l- to work together for the, for the, you know, the forward movement of the entire planet to, to live harmoniously and yeah. healthfully, Yeah, and than,
1: like this right here is one, fucking bank like out. this right here is one representation of that. Everything here highlighted in gold is Europe and Europe has the European Union, as we all know, which is an incredible feat of human cooperation. Because you have places from Portugal and Spain, all the way to the Ukraine who's trying to get into the European Union, all the way north to Sweden, all the way down to to Italy, which is, you know, just this entire spanse of land with people from all different cultures who have agreed to fall under one government or governing body that allows them to coexist. You can go on a car trip from Portugal to fucking Lithuania up here and, you know, and just cross the borders. There's no or there's no um, border patrols, there's no stopping people because they're all unified. They are one people. They are all human. They just cross. They don't give a fuck. Well, you know, if you're if you're Spanish in Lithuania, they just they just know that you're a person who wants to come over to Lithuania because Lithuania is awesome. Lith-
0: which is why we don't need to build a fucking unnecessary giant wall. We need to, yeah. to work with them so they, they can fix their economy and get, get rid of these outrageous fucking drug policies which are creating these terrible, tyrannical uh, drug cartels running the border.
1: Yeah, and you even have... Or you have people who are abusing their... The people who are smaller than them. Like, you have Russia, which, you know... This was this is a bit of an older topic, but Russia invaded the Ukraine to try and get this little spanse of water right here. The Crimean Peninsula, which is, it's, it's, it basically it's, it's access to the seas, or to the Black Sea into, to, uh, or not to the Black Sea, I'm sorry. Yeah, to the Black Sea, sorry. Yeah, I was right. But this entire spanse of water right here is the Crimean Peninsula. Which the which Russia wants because it wants access to this large body of water. It wants to be able to send things into into this area so that they have a presence there. But the Ukraine is not part of Russia anymore. It is not dominated. It was dominated by the former Soviet Union, and you know Russia's pissed the fuck off, especially old Soviet um, KGB operatives such as Vladimir Putin, who happens to be their fucking president, who wants to come over into this country and take over this large group of people who are just trying to live their lives. I have many friends who live in Ukraine, just as you do. And they're just trying to live their lives and be happy it's and be part of this... Because,
0: yeah. ...because of these oppressive governing bodies who want to put the... put, like, massive amounts of control into smaller and smaller groups of individuals. And I just think that that's not how the universe works. I mean... It's this, it's this strange paradigm of, of just life in general, but specifically like human beings where mm-hmm. we're so aware of who we are and our, what our place is on the planet, like to a certain extent. Well, of course, we don't know everything, but what, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that, that with this ability of awareness, we have the ability to control with, with knowledge comes... Power. Mm-hmm. You know, the more we learn about things, and the more we try to reach out and control these types of things, um, you know, uh, it, it's you know, it's possible. It's possible to gain more and more control. But something we have to realize is that we can't control everything. No. There's no way to obtain control of the entire universe. And I, I'm going to mention uh, the transhumanist wager here a little bit because this is uh, a, a dichotomy that's presented, and it's presented between. So, uh, for the listeners, The Transhumanist Wager is uh, Zoltani's Esfarn's book. Mm-hmm. And it's, a f- it's a fiction novel set in the present, but um, uh, there, there are definitely some distinct differences. But the one thing I wanted to mention was the main character, uh, his name is Jethro Knights, and he, um, he, he went to college, and then he graduated, and then got on a sail, uh, started sailing, and then went to other, other countries, and started writing for the National Geographic and um, eventually he met this woman in Kashmir, which I believe is in Eastern Asia. Mm-hmm. my career, yeah he, and she was a, she was a surgeon working in these uh, these kind of rundown little little huts, you know delivering babies and things like that. And the dichotomy that's presented between these two characters is exactly what, what I was just mentioning, you know. Jethro Knights being this transhumanism who wants to achieve this this w- what what he what he called the omnipotender, which is just a being of, of total control and total power, and then there's Zoe Bach, his girlfriend, who has more of a more of a, a spiritual zen-like acceptance of the universe mm-hmm. she, she thinks everything is the way it should be, things move uh, in accordance to um you know the harmony of the universe. It's just you have to kind of accept it and let things be. But Jethro Nights, being this transhumanist who wants to become immortal, wants to obtain absolute control over everything. And there's actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away a scene in the book which kind of had me on edge while I was reading it. And spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, if you plan on reading the book, they while they're in Kashmir, they they walk up a mountain. Mm-hmm. they they're taking a hiking trip for a day they they get to the top of the mountain and then i imagine and, you it's you know, in they, here they've been they've been together for probably a few months at this point so they're very close with each other they had very many very intense philosophical arguments and um so they kind of understand each other and then she she begins to test him by by moving closer to the edge of the mountain mm-hmm. and so her, you know she's literally like her toes are, are hanging off the edge of the mountain there. They're connected by a by a rope and a clip, just so they can keep each other safe. But she actually disconnects that, so she's sta- standing there, um, just just free hanging. Free, yeah, like free hanging basically. And she she keeps pushing him. He's becoming um, more worried until she finally just lets go, and she she falls forward, and you know, so this is a very a very actualized um, a very actualized. Um, reaction to what what their dichotomy is. She was she was letting herself she was letting the universe take control of destiny versus trying to control it. She was just going to free fall and let whatever happened happen. She you know believed that she might reincarnate into a better life. It wouldn't matter if she died because the universe would kind of take care of itself. But Jethro Knights wanting to control everything has to run up there, grab her, save her. You know, barely just in time, grab her by the ankle, and then pull her up, and then, you know, she, you know, whispers, you know, she, that she knew the universe would take care of her. Or she knew she would save him, and she was talking to him in a way, but she was also talking to the entire universe. Mm-hmm. That's and insane. I, yeah, I got a little off topic there, but that was no,
1: be- no, that's definitely yeah. still on topic, just yeah, because it's he a,
0: the, an allegorical way to to look at that dichotomy. It's like
1: yeah, it controls we, we can
0: control, we have control with this with this divine gift that we've been given, which is awareness. We have the ability to control uh, what we desire, but at the same time we have to understand the universe will always, always be bigger than us. Of course. There's nothing yeah. we can do. It's, we live in an infinite universe, and I've, I've truly believed this for a long time now. We live in a fractalizing um, un... Uh, I guess... Unapologetic world yeah, or universe. But it's it's kind of a... Like, it's incalculable. You, you cannot calculate... I mean, you can calculate what, what, what a fractal pattern is, and we can use fra- uh, fractal patterns in our different technologies. Right. But for, for, a uni- for the entire universe to be fractal, that means that on every level that you're looking at, mm-hmm. there's always going to be something infinitely bigger, and there's always going to be something infinitely smaller. Of course. There's there no... You're always in between the infinitely large and the infinitely small. So, mm-hmm. so to think that you can obtain complete and total control over that mm-hmm. is, is nonsense because by the very nature of the universe, it'll always be bigger than the observer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that, me, that makes me think of another mathematical term. Um, the concept of infinity has two different uh, divisions you have countable infinity and uncountable infinity. Yes. Which is. I think I, think I might have yeah, which looked
0: is into the same thing. Yeah, it's a it's a
1: bit redundant that that thought but just bear with me here. And with countable infinity in the concept of numbers, there is um countable infinity is every single whole number that can be counted. Yes. So 0 1 2 3 4 5 -1 -2 -3 and so on. Right. And then there is uncountable infinity, which represents every single number in between two whole numbers. So yeah. Yeah. every number between 1 and 2 it's it's yeah, un, it's and can, the, and then, it's yeah. considered uncountable because you cannot actually determine yeah. where you begin because it could be point oh 0.01, point oh 0.02, point oh 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 0.0001, etc cetera. And the then
0: the spaces in between that. Then you have oh 0.015 mm-hmm. and then point 0.2 and then uh, 0.25 mm-hmm. and then point 0.3, then mm-hmm. 0.35, and then between that there's 0.325 mm-hmm. and it, that, that's fractalization. And but we it'll know not get infinitely fractal you cannot create an end to, to that it will just yeah and we as you, the deeper you look the the more expansive it becomes
1: yeah and we know that it exists we know that this concept exists it's not a theoretical and number even,
0: even when we look, uh, le, the more we look out into space the more the more galaxies we find the more superclusters of galaxies yep. we find and the deeper we look the we we find even even smaller subatomic particles
1: and i feel as though that represents what you were talking about with the with the Infinitely huge big and an infinitely small universe. Mm-hmm. You have the infinitely big, which is countable, but then you have the infinitely small, which is uncountable. It becomes quantum.
0: Yeah, it becomes. It becomes, um,
1: it an becomes array
0: of endless possibilities. Yeah, there's no, there's no um, one direction to go towards. There's every direction at mm-hmm. all times. Yep. Which we're constantly kind of moving through. I, I used to whenever I first heard about the multiverse theory, I always thought of this undulating. Like, where we, we live through our perception, which it, which is that snake. Like, that is a snake just kind of slithering through the infinite realm of mm-hmm. possibilities. There's, there's the entire mass of unending um, actions that can be taken, and then our perception being that snake just kind of chooses and changes the direction, but... Right. You know, there's still mm-hmm. no, no matter which direction we look, no matter what path we take, no matter how broad our perception becomes. There's still that that entire multiverse which surrounds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you're trying to achieve. I think uh, I always loved this. This is what you're about to hear. Is a uh, is from a com- is from a comedian named Bo Burnham. He's a comedian and artist. He's an incredible uh, satirist as well. He just talks about shit that nobody wants to think about or nobody ever Never wants to say is old but but he puts it into words perfectly here with uh with the assistance of music so just listen for a second <laughs> oh here we want them to hear it <laughs> so <laughs> Just bear with us for a second. This next song is about quantum
0: mechanics. <laughs> this next
1: song... Is <laughs> 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 I know, but... Classic <laughs> misdirection. But I love it because, you know... or that or That to me is perfect because quantum mechanics... You know, it, quantum mechanics brings every single possibility together, and we can never truly conceptualize what that is. And so that chaotic playing of the piano is just representative of what our what our what our universe is. You know, because a lot of people don't think about it; they just think, "Oh, okay. Oh, ha ha ha." Quantum mechanics is funny, and he mm-hmm. played it on the piano, making it sound crazy. It is but
0: <laughs> when you try to when you try to observe what that is, I mean, it's just it creates like an even more array.
1: Mm-hmm nonsense Mm -hmm. yep and then you know on that note we can transfer into artificial uh, intelligence AI or AGI if you want just artificial general intelligence because you know that is going to require a lot of computing on our part but that also goes along with in my mind what quantum mechanics represents because you know what is thought what are our minds truly. We can't ever truly. Yeah, that's, we we that's can't like ever like.
0: Conundrum throughout all of humanity. Like, how. You know, what is consciousness? Mm-hmm. So that's always been the biggest question. Like, how, how do we think? Like, what is thinking?
1: Yeah, and everyone thinks we can never, ever put that into another being. Or can we? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, scientists will hear that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I love scientists. They're just such. <laughs> Fucking uh, crazy people. They're like, oh, "Okay, you said I couldn't do something. It's on." <laughs> well, see, everything's
0: possible. Yeah, I'll prove
1: that to you right now. Right now, but I personally am not. Change the facts. I think that th- I think that this idea is really cool. A lot of people are fucking terrified of artificial intelligence because Which they. Good yeah, of course. But I think that it was I think it's an incredible thing personally because of course it can can go out of the way which if cuz if an art- artificial intelligence gets put in with uh, self-replicating robotics, you know, they they could eventually start forming their own societies and becoming sentient beings. I think that but but I in my opinion if we if we treat it as we are creating another form of life. Instead of we are creating technology that should be controlled, as long as we treat it with respect.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people will say, well, this is, like, us moving away from God. It's like, no, really, I mean, it's it's all a part of God. It's all, it's not unnatural. It's all, yeah. it's I mean, all natural. I mean, if it's happening, then it's natural. Everything, all the changes we make, all the things we do, like, like, body piercings and, and tattoos and scarification.
1: Operations. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> accident. Go on.
0: Um, like it's all it's all natural. I mean, it's it's a part of the process and change of the universe. It's
1: and obviously we wouldn't be able to discover this stuff if God didn't want us to. Yeah. If the if the creator of our universe didn't want us to be able to discover these things, he would have made it impossible to discover. But that's the thought, or that's the point. Nothing's impossible because the universe allows us to research everything
0: because i mean you you know we have all of our different ideas that are created but then they start culminating into even greater you know there are certain singularities throughout history that happen, and possibly even one in the future where all 10 of these technologies come together into a new paradigm of human history Mm -hmm. and and so then you know, we have these ideas. They connect into a greater single idea, and mm-hmm. then other ideas culminate, and then that single idea later in the future just kind of becomes common knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. this is something the, the the singularity that we're possibly looking forward to is something that's so outrageous, something so unpredictable and wild. But once it happens, and then hundreds of years pass, it's just another common knowledge thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the iPhone. The iPhone is. The combination of so many different technologies you know the radio the video camera the phone the phone was the greatest invention of the 20th century but now it's now it's just one piece of what the iphone is capable of yeah because we you know we also have the entire internet inside of Mm-hmm. this we're entire huge access to information but you can also play games, video games you know, NES games, mm-hmm. things like that Like so many technologies that go into this one thing and, and each one of those technologies before when they happened were so revolutionary and, and so exciting for people but now it's just a part of this one thing, this one iPhone
1: yeah and through the, through the conceptualization of a phone we've also created new forms of communication not just through the internet but through things like instant messaging and texting or SMS, we can now communicate uh, with each other without actually speaking, for the love of God. We yeah, have a way... forms
0: of language are, are coming about. Visual languages, you know, things like emojis.
1: Yeah. And so, there's just there's just so many different things we've created that many people see as us taking God into our own hands, but I think that's the point. In my opinion, um, you know, like big... big this, in yeah. we're, we're in
0: the hands of God, but God is also in our hands. Yeah. It's this, it's this ever-changing... Uh, you know, in inseparable organism which is what the universe is, mm-hmm. yet it fractalizes within itself so that there are the infinite infinitely many domains of reality in which we're just kind of inside we're looking through like one window of perception mm-hmm. and we have control over this one pocket of novelty, this one little little bubble of novelty at the core of the universe, which is planet Earth and
1: mm-hmm. the, yeah, n- my or my closing thoughts on the, on transhumanism is that a lot of people are saying that through technology we're moving away from God and through away from our creators, but it, I don't think that it has to be that way. Why couldn't we continue our pursuits through technology and become, and, God. And become God? No, why can't we? We should or we can continue our efforts through technology. And ascend to a new level of existence, ascend to a new level of being, to, to become entirely new, an entirely new species and join God. Why not? Why? You Whatever know, I'm. God is. I mean, it's intimate, yeah, like
0: we were saying. It's, it's Why can't
1: we become there's that? No,
0: there's no point of like, completion, of mm-hmm. like, some sort of like, weird crystallization. It's just never
1: ever, l- ever changeable. And there's no limit to what we can do. There is no limit, I truly believe, to what we can discover and what we can become through our technologies, which is... We'll let,
0: we'll let Einstein have the last words. What do you what do you have to say, buddy? So the whole sign of intelligence is
1: not knowledge, but imagination. I agree, Einstein. Wow,
0: that was very very philosophical. Thank you, sir.
1: I love how every time <laughs> we bring... He always the right to <laughs> say. <laughs> every time we use this little Einstein bubblehead to come up with one of his... Five or six programmed sayings <laughs> he, It actually fits what the fuck we're talking about Einstein, you are an amazing man Who fucking hated his wife Who gives a shit? You were a genius <laughs> Alright guys, this has been The Beast, Zach Chapman I'm uh, the skater,
0: Ranger
1: Danger Alright guys, thank you all for joining us And remember, just keep thinking And think about what we said And form your own opinions Because fuck what other people tell you to think Think what you want And what we want you to Oh yes! <laughs> in the name of
0: everything we have because <laughs> we are In the
1: name of the skater and the beast, I claim, I claim this land. <laughs> All right, guys, oh, yeah. stay beautiful. Take it easy. just a quick disclaimer, all references that we have made in this video were the results of research on our own. No one that we mentioned in these videos endorses us in any way, shape, or form. They are just causes that we have found that we feel are worthy of our attention or they are just websites or sources of information that were just very profound and made an impact on our minds. The ones that were mentioned in this podcast were the Library of Babel. You can find that at libraryofbabel.info, and the cleanup or cleanup or sorry, the Ocean Cleanup project at theoceancleanup.com. Once again, none of these endorse us; they are just causes worthy of our attention. Also, at the beginning of the video, just for the y'all who are haters in the comments, uh, we were just fucking around with We Map, so calm down, just preemptive calm down there also uh, all music that is in our podcasts is provided by kazo lace yes it's spelled exactly how it sounds it's k-a-z-o-l-a-c-e he's a great artist he's a local artist here in texas where we live You should definitely go check him out. You can find him on SoundCloud and Spotify. He is a mixer, he's a DJ, he's a music producer, and he collaborates with many, many good artists. He has some pretty sweet beats. So, once again, that is Kazo Lace. K A Z O L A C E. You should go and check him out. Thank you, guys.